Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith Recovery and Music Podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes while walking in recovery with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we'll also have some great music, and we'll be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs. Songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regards to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. My name's Timothy Price, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for almost 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I played music professionally my entire adult life, and by the grace of the good Lord, celebrated 26 years clean and sober just a few short months ago. I truly feel this is my calling, and I believe this ministry is God's plan for my life. I'm grateful to serve Him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith. Recovery and music. I love it. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Recovery and Music Podcast. My name's Tim, and I'm your host. Today we have some great stuff lined up for you. A bit of the good news of Jesus Christ to energize your faith, a tidbit or two to stoke the fires of your recovery, and on top of that, some good music for your heart and soul. So for the next few minutes, kick back, listen, maybe do a little thinking, maybe some praying, and let's rejoice in our life in recovery. If you happen to be on the fence about getting clean, hopefully we can help you sway in a meaningful direction, one that's filled with grace, hope, love, adventure, and a whole new set of endless possibilities. So the format for this podcast is hopefully every time we meet, we're going to have a new guest, men and women from all walks of life sharing their faith, testimonies, and experiences. But since we're all in this together, I thought it was only fair that I do my share as well. So today I'll be talking from some of my personal experiences in regards to faith, fear, addiction, and recovery. So I I guess what that means is today's special guest is me. And today we're going to talk about fear, something most of us are all too familiar with, especially those of us who have been or are still caught up in the throes of addiction. It can be powerful and crippling at times. But be assured, there's hope and strength in knowing our God is stronger than our fears. And also know, there's probably a lot of courage in you as well. Maybe even more than you think. Before we get into our Bible verse for the episode, let me tell you a little bit about uh, a few of my experiences with fear. First, there's the good, healthy, normal fear. And then there's the bad fear. You know, that kind of fear that's the not on your side in any way, shape, or form kind of fear. So, if you're petrified as you run from an angry 20-foot grizzly bear, one who's hot on your tail and hungry, now that's indeed a good fear. That's a good fear, and you should run. Your fear and instincts tell you that is what you should do, or you're going to wind up on this animal's dinner plate. So, you know, we, we know that some fears keep us safe. For instance, the fear of stepping in front of a fast-moving bus, which by no means is ever a good idea, that keeps us from doing such a thing. That's a good fear. Hopefully a little common sense comes into play too. And if we're being honest, I'll admit, I now have a, I have an immense fear of alcohol and drugs. Truth be told, dying from drugs and alcohol was 
was much more of a reality for me than any grizzly bear ever was or more than likely will be. Maybe you too. So those are extreme and unlikely fears that could be warranted and hopefully will never happen. (laughs) Now, I, I don't know if warranted is the exact word that I would use, but this may be a fear that's very real to us nevertheless especially if you grew up in a dysfunctional family, is the fear that gets created within you being fearful of your parents uh, if one drinks too much, being fearful of what could happen to you physically and or mentally. And even though this, this oftentimes starts when we're real young, this can go on for years living under the roof of a parent who's an addict or an alcoholic. And like it or not, a lot of these things start to define who we are and what we become. The results of a parent's drinking can be just devastating to a kid. And I know this from my experience. That's that's what taught me to be afraid of so many things. It's probably also why I wound up in inpatient treatment for the very first time when I was 14 years old. This was a very real occurrence in my house and there's no doubt about it. it. It scarred me, it left its mark. But you know, I always like to say when I talk about my childhood and how booze and drugs were so prevalent in those early ages of my life from, from my father, I always like to take the time to point out that my dad was a good guy when he wasn't drinking. Unfortunately, he was drinking all the time. And when he wasn't drunk, he was recovering or hungover from being drunk or recovering from the damage that he previously caused while being drunk. And this went on for a long time, but eventually it became so bad, his violence towards my mother and me and my siblings... Uh, the abuse that he wound up getting hauled off to jail in one of his blackouts while having uh, a drunken rage. Something I, I never got used to, but, but saw very often and many times. After that, being on probation, it'd be a while until I saw my dad again. But in his absence... While he was gone, he sought, he sought help. He got help. He passed away with 32 years um, clean, clean and sober, and became such a huge impact on my life and my recovery, and so much so where I couldn't see anybody else but my dad being the best man at my wedding. You know, the simple fact is, like me, he was suffering with the disease of alcoholism and addiction. So when I talk about my upbringing and when I talk about my dad, I always like people to know that, like I said, in the end, he passed with 32 years clean and sober. And man, he was such an inspiration. But living that long and in that kind of environment, it's going to take its toll. At least it did for me. And just a quick side note, 
we don't want to live our lives like that. We don't, we don't want to live our entire lives as the perpetual victim, the person that everybody who came in contact with us did us wrong, so therefore we can justify our reasons for drinking and drugging, hurting ourselves, and hurting other people. We don't want to be like that. And I, I, know, I know it's easier said than done, but it's we do not want to live our lives like that. And if, if you had somebody in your life that caused you any kind of harm physically or mentally, uh, let, me, let me tell you, I'm, I'm so very sorry. I can empathize. I'm happy to say a prayer for you. And I know that there's people out there that would be willing to talk to you, people who care about you and people who want the best for you. And probably even a few who have gone through the same things you have that may have some answers for you. And of course, in addition to family and others, there are professionals out there that are trained to help us with these kind of situations from our past so we can try to have the best life we can. And try not to underestimate the power of prayer either. When you pray to God about something or an event or a situation or a crisis in your life, you're opening your heart to Him. Now, even though God knows all of our problems and what's going on in our life, He wants to hear it from you. Now, even though we're praying, things that have gone on in our lives for years and when we're struggling with addiction and alcoholism, Usually, the problem's just not going to magically go away, even though we wish it would. But God will send you in the direction or put people in your life who are capable of helping you. But we still need to do the footwork. We need to take action. And praying is great. Boy, you got to pray. We got to pray. But you got to do footwork, too. We've got to take action. Because you've, you've heard the saying, faith without works is dead and i've always kind of interpreted that as the works or the action that i need to take starts with prayer and then following through and often on that following through part man that's when we need the strength of god because i gotta tell you that's when the rubber hits the road but in turn if you live your life like that in that kind of state of fear and discomfort and hurt the only one you're going to hurt in the long run is yourself and i know that sounds tough and i don't i don't want your life to be like that and i want to tell you things that can help you help you to grow help you to have a good life a good strong life in your recovery in your faith but again i i can relate i have so many of the same stories that you may have. And then I might have something that's completely different, and you may have something that's completely different. And even though our stories may be different, you know, our scars are usually all the same. I tell you this out of love because the following through part where we take action, again, that's where it gets a little tough, and that's where we need God. That's where we need the righteous right hand of the Lord as we work through these past events so we can have a brand new life. Just try to use this to help you sometimes. Even though it may not be our fault, it is our responsibility. 
It's also something we may eventually have to deal with in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it's also capable of creating a lot of false fears, too. That's kind of what I'm trying to get to. So, you know, large animals and vehicles and jumping in front of them. Yeah, obviously we don't want to do that. Um, but there's a lot of things that created very real fears for us, too, in our past that aren't necessarily, that, well, they're not good, but they still are very real. And we need to work through them so they don't eat us up from the inside. Now, the bad fear that I sometimes feel, and again, if we're being honest, this is, this is much more of a reality for me on a daily basis than any grizzly bear bus fear will ever be. And I would even say a lot of these thoughts and fears that I concocted in my head are due Again, being brought up and raised by an alcoholic and abusive father. And unfortunately, that kind of fear sets us up for the fake fear that I'm referring to. There's good fear and there's bad fear. And the bad fear is the fear that comes into your thoughts telling you that maybe due to your your upbringing that due to what people have done or said to you uh, you think you're worthless you think you're not forgiven you think you're a piece of junk you think you're less than any other person and maybe worst of all you think god doesn't love you that's the fake fear that i'm talking about the fear that comes into our heads you know is these thoughts and lies that we tell ourselves, things that we convince ourselves that we are, or the fear of waiting for something to go wrong when it's not going to go wrong, the uh, maybe waiting for that proverbial other shoe to drop, you know, a, a capability to go to the dark side real quick, or maybe your fear tells you that you're not strong enough to quit that you you can't put it down whatever your poison may be just know that so much of that is just fear those those are the fears that i'm talking about the the fears that kind of come in and out of our thoughts and maybe that's just what they are and what they start out as but as an especially as an addict you know those thoughts they come into my head often. It's one of those things that eventually brought me to my knees. And it's also one of those things that even with a significant time in recovery, I, I need to work on it. I always need to work on that. It's part of my first defense against picking up. But honestly, that, that's a good thing. That keeps that keeps tabs on my sobriety. It keeps tabs on my just my mental being. And you know the big difference between now and then is that I know that a lot of those fears that go in and out of my head, so many are just misconceptions or just flat out lies that I'm capable of telling myself. That's one of the gifts that I've gotten in sobriety is the gift to know when my own head is trying to deceive me. I think it comes with the territory. 
especially when it starts degrading myself and telling me those old lies again, the ones about I'm worthless or that God forgives everybody but me. I now know that so much of it is untrue and it's just my disease trying to get the best of me. Oftentimes, that's how it works. It's how I'm wired. And some people may not call it fear, but I call it fear because that's that's what it creates. At least it did for me. And sometimes when we think of something over and over and over, you know, we become we become that or we have the capability of becoming that. And I don't want to be about fear. I want to be about faith, hope, love, and recovery. Something to ease my pain And the smoke in my head And the bottle in my hand Kills those bad memories Got these marks on my body And my face and on my heart Cause I start to forget When I think I got it all figured out face cast in the shards and I realize why I carry these scars weighs heavy on my back and it says I'll never be free lies pretty to my face but still I'm quick to believe that things will be different and it won't get the best of me But when it crosses my lips I lose my grip And the fear is all I feel Got these marks on my body and my face and on my heart Cause I start to forget when I think I got it all figured out one look in the broken mirror, my face cast in the shards And I realize why I carry these scars Scars I've walked this road for half my days all in all Times kicked and carried till I could crawl Take my hand and trust something better awaits Knowing my face may be different But our scars, they're all the same Got these marks on my body and my face and on my heart Cause I start to forget when I think I got it all figured out One look in the broken mirror, my face cast in the shards And I realize, I realize 
Yes, I'll realize why I carry these scars. Though our faces may be different, our scars are all the same. Oh yeah. Thanks for joining us. My name's uh, Tim Price. Uh, That was a song called Scars. That's one that I wrote. And today, we're talking about faith, recovery, we're playing some music, and talking about some experiences with fear. Because as it's been said before, fear is a liar. Today's Bible verse. So do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Man, I love that verse. I think uh, that's that's definitely up there in my top three. And uh, I really feel for me and in my life and my recovery that God has made good on this promise. It's it, it's overwhelming. It's so amazing how many times in, in my own recovery that I've fallen back on this verse. I've dropped to my knees and said this verse out loud to myself all hours of the day. You know, it's it's so empowering. And just knowing that we can fall back on these promises of the Lord, we can fall back on His grace as opposed to our own fear, we can rely on his promises. We can trust in him. It's, it's amazing what this one verse has done for me in my recovery. And, you know, we, so we know it's Isaiah. And just a little uh, insight on who Isaiah was, um, other than just, you know, the book of Isaiah, just uh, for some of us. Isaiah was an 8th century B.C. Israelite prophet. And in the chapters surrounding chapter 41, he's telling the people of Judah in the southern kingdom that if they don't turn back to God and stop worshiping other gods and false idols, they're, they're going to be taken away into exile to Babylonia. But in the verse, he comforts them with the words of God telling them that even if they are exiled to Babylonia, that God will still be with them and will eventually bring them back home, stating that the word of God is good and you can trust in it, you can believe in his promises. He's telling them not to be afraid and above all, trust in God. And by the way, Isaiah, he's also the one who's known as the Hebrew prophet who predicted the coming of Jesus Christ 700 years before his birth. Yep, that's 700 years. Most of us can't even figure out what the weather's going to be like tomorrow, which I guess doesn't really matter because we're just living for today anyhow. So let's take a second, let's say the verse again, but let it sink in. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Man, that's strong. Much, much stronger than any earthly promise made to me by any advertisement, man, or politician. It's the promise of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, and it's for us. We are forgiven. And not only are we forgiven, man, he's going to back us up. God's going to back us up and hold us up with his righteous right hand. That's, that's huge. And we're given that grace. You know, again, we have to do some footwork. We have to, we have to open up to people. We have to do things to work a program, which may be different things for different people. We need to be of service to God and others. Me, I, I have to believe in the faith of the Lord. I have to work a program. After 26 years in recovery, I'm far better when I'm in my recovery and not just going through life as somebody who's just simply not using drugs and not drinking. I, I don't even think I could do it, again, because of how I'm wired, because those thoughts and feelings and fears and lies, they're going to creep back in. They're going to do it unless I make a conscious effort every day, every day to trust in God, to not be afraid to get on my knees when I am afraid and do the footwork when I need to do the footwork that helps me stay clean and sober. It's amazing.
You're listening to Faith, Recovery, and Music. How sweet it is that it saved a wretch like me. You know, sometimes I I carry things in my pockets and in my wallet, things to remind me of who and what I am now, because sometimes I forget. Sometimes I slip into fear, and sometimes I slip into a a way of being that God probably wouldn't want me to be doing. So I'm full of junk. My pockets have like this verse. I have a little thing about acceptance. I carry a medallion in my wallet. One of my favorite things that I carry around in my wallet is a, a business card my dad used to hand out. It's crumpled and tattered and kind of abused like me. And it says... I'm not yet the person I want to be, but I'm not the person I used to be. I'm the sometimes slowly poster child, and I need to be reminded all the time. I need to remind myself. I need to reach out to others, and I need to hear other people's testimonies and their good news and their faith stories, their stories of how Jesus Christ saved them and their lives and how recovery saved their lives. All of the above, all of those things are an integral part of my life. It's nothing shy of a miracle that I even walk this earth right now. The only only reason I think I'm still here is I think God's not done with me yet. And I want to, again, thank you for tuning into our first episode of the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast. Give today's Bible verse some thought. Think about it, read it, study it a little bit if you want, but most importantly, believe it. Do the things we need to do in addition to stay clean, to stay strong, not to be fearful, and to be faithful. And sometimes it's as easy as just picking up the phone and calling somebody. Sometimes it's just as easy as going to a church and asking if there's, you know, anything you can do to help or any, any way, any way. And, you know, it's different for all of us how we can help. And of course, some people are in a better position to help. It's absolutely amazing how when we focus on other people and we get out of our own fearful thoughts, how much better we can feel and how much better others might feel. It's it's a win-win, folks. We need to be strong in our recovery. God does not want us to be scared. He does not want us to be timid. We are powerful in the eyes of the Lord and we can do great things through the eyes of the Lord, for the Lord, and for others. Let's pray. Dear Father God, I, I thank you for your grace, and I thank you for my sobriety, and I'm, I'm so grateful for all of the things that, that I have in my life, family, food, a house, friends. Uh, I'm, I'm so grateful, and it is truly through your grace that I receive this. And I, I want to pray for everybody who's out there listening and for those who are struggling and reaching out for help. May you comfort them and 
May you ease their suffering and maybe somehow guide them towards this miraculous life of recovery. I love my life, Lord. It's just so special. And again, I thank you for it. And I pray for everybody out there too, that they may find peace and that maybe somehow we've done a little bit of good. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Again, thanks so much for for tuning in. This is this is our first episode. And I'm so excited and I'm so excited you're listening. And I hope in some way, shape, or form that you got something out of this. Even if it was you enjoyed some of the music. Even if you could just simply relate to what we were talking about, which proves that you're not alone in your struggle. So as the credits roll for today's episode, give it a listen and and keep us in your, your thoughts and prayers. Please uh, check out www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook group page. We'd love for you to join that group. Posts all day long, positive posts things to encourage and things to inspire us as we move towards the road of recovery or if we've been on the road to recovery for a while we even have a youtube channel just check out faith recovery and music on youtube so again god bless you and thanks for tuning in we'll see you i love you and always remember together we're better and with god we're unstoppable Episode number one, Fear Not, featuring Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Today's podcast was produced by John Waterhouse. Music on today's episode featured Scars, written and performed by Timothy Bryce, and Amazing Grace, also performed by Timothy Bryce. If you're interested in being a guest on the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, please go to our website at www.faithrecoverymusic.com and go to the contact page. We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear about your recovery. Even though we may occasionally have a doctor, a licensed counselor, or therapist as a guest on the podcast, today's episode did not do so. We are not doctors, nor do we claim to be. When quitting any kind of substance, you may need to seek medical attention or assistance as you detox. If you are in any way, shape, or form at a total loss and you feel you have no one to reach out to and you're concerned you may possibly hurt yourself, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255. Check out Faith Recovery and Music on Facebook and be sure to visit our YouTube channel too. This episode originally aired on September 4th, 2020.